Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. And I just wanted to jump on here real quick and let you know that usually my guest episodes are all about someone's story. Yet every now and then I have a guest who is just open to share something. And with that, that's what I have today. You will meet this guest as they give me a reading and explain all about it. And I was definitely blown away. If you are as intrigued as I am, then definitely take the time to check them out. And with that said, let's get to the show. Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and a hypnotist at the Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I will be your host. And today I have a special guest that is amazing. I can't wait for you to um, to meet her. And I'll introduce her in just a second. But I will say, if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message, and we will get back with you. So now, let's get started. So this amazing beauty right here is Mikkel Leslie. And um, she and I know each other because um, she has done some human design things for me previously. And um, it has been on my mind for quite a bit that I've wanted to dive in a little bit further with her. And um, I was just telling her earlier that when I went back to go to the group that we are having common, I couldn't find her a post on there. So I'm going through all these posts trying to find her. Um, and I, I knew, I remember what her name was, but I couldn't remember how to spell it because it smelled a little bit different. Um, so finally, I was able to see her and um, and reach out. So let that be a lesson that just because somebody's not there when you're looking doesn't mean they've disappeared. They are there and that we need to do things as business people to make sure that we're constantly popping ourselves up in there somewhere. And I say that's one of the things that um, I have always struggled with a little bit is remembering that I'm not being intrusive, that I'm being helpful when, when I do that. So anyway, Mikkel, um, you want to go ahead and just begin with um, with all of this? Yes. Thank you All so right, much. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us. It's going to be fun to dive in. We're actually going to be talking about Wiki's human design today. So I'm excited to take the next level with her and talk a little bit about what it all means. If you don't know about human design or have just heard tricklings of it all, it is a magical blueprint of how you work as an individual. The concept behind it is understanding that each of us as individuals are different. And kind of Vicky kind of mentioned this a little bit as she was doing her introduction. We're all different. And human design allows us to see how we're different. So then we can lean into our strengths, know our weaknesses, and work with those as well. So as you learn about human design, know that there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. And it is all neutral because you are perfect as you are. And so learning how to work with yourself is going to be that tool to be able to move you forward. And blueprint 
And then human design allows that blueprint to be known of how you work, which is magic. Yes. Yes. Well, I will say when we were talking earlier, I was telling you some of the things that I do when I create my podcast, when I first created it was, you know, I've talked to other people and they, you know, say that they have little ads up where people come to them about their podcast. I said, no, that doesn't feel good at all. I go and I look in groups and I talk to people. If I'm out somewhere and somebody's talking and it sounds amazing, I'll just go up and say, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? I did that this past weekend and I have amazing guests coming up in a couple of weeks just from having talked to him. Um, And so that's what feels good to me. But I didn't realize that it was because of my human design that I take that action. Um, I just thought that that's what people do. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Vicky is a one, three manifester with a splenic authority. And so those are the areas that we'll talk about today. And if you don't know your own human design, you can just Google human design chart, put in your birthday information, the location and the time, and that will provide it to you. So when they do that, does it actually, is it accurate if they don't know the time that they were born? So the time gets a little tricky. tricky. So if you have a rough time frame, then you can start to put in different times to figure out if it changes over that time. Okay. So I've had clients (laughs) who knew, but I've also had clients that don't know. And so what I do for those that don't know is I actually figure out what changes during that time and focus on the things that are consistent for it all. You can go to a astrologer and be able to find that specific time for you, but that's that's an option to find it too. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that was possible either. So yeah, something right. new all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it was lovely to hear, Vicki, your story about that, of reaching out to people. And that is because you're a manifester, that you want to be able to have those connections. You need to see these people, see their story and be like, I want you on the podcast. And that's part of that for it all. Mm-hmm. But it's funny too, because there's different types of manifestors. Okay. Um, some manifestors actually need to wait for an invitation similar to a projector. And so finding that balance and knowing the bigger story of your human design can allow you to understand that. But for you, it's more understanding like, okay, yeah, I want to work with them. Let's reach out and do this. And that's kind mm-hmm. of their role of manifester. Yeah. And I'll say, and this may be a manifester trait too. I have this thing where when I get into like a group and, you know, that I have to bite my tongue to keep from being saying me, you know, and, um, and almost taking over. Um, and so right now where I'm in a, I'm in another little group that I'm, um, um, we have like a pod of five people, right. And we're taking turn who is the leader, you know, and this week I'm the leader. So, I mean, I'm in there, I'm posting, I'm doing all these things, you know, and, um, and then I think about it because the one that led the time before she didn't do all that. So I thought, okay, this must be a manifester thing. Is that right? It is a bit. Yes. So you have energy that kind of like, it's like almost leadership, but not quite where you're kind of pushing everyone forward and progressing things. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why we make wonderful coaches is that because we can see people where they're at and be like, okay, one, two, three, like, this is what you need to go. And it gives them energy to propel themselves forward. Yeah. Cause we're both manifestors, correct? Yes. 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 I'll break it down to, I'm a one, three emotional manifestor. So we have a pretty similar general. So you're what? Say that again. A one, three emotional manifestor. So my authority is emotional rather than splenic. So, okay. I don't know what splenic is. Yeah. We'll okay. All right. Uh-huh. Totally. We're diving in. All right. 
Yeah. Um, but coming back to the manifestor in the group, that totally makes sense because you walk into a room, people notice your energy. They feel that with it all too. And it depends on your gates and some other things to your authority. It's so many different factors to know when to speak up, to step into that role. But when it's designated, this is your time. Yeah. You're going to step up and it's going to be amazing probably. Okay. So is that why I've always thought it was because I was an introvert extrovert was what mm-hmm. I always said. So there's times I want to just sit back and watch and listen. And then other times I want to be fully in charge. And I was telling my sister one day that, you know, um, I've spent a lot of time trying to almost diminish yeah. myself. And um, so this one experience I had, I'll just share this real quick because it has nothing. Uh, it may not have anything to do with this. I don't know. Um, but I went on this spiritual retreat. And when I got there, I didn't know a soul. Right. And so I was really excited and I'm going through and I'm meeting people and everything. And we were in Sedona. And so one morning we were going on a hike and we'd been there for a few days at this point. So I'm in a car with like three or four other people. I think it was three other people. And um, the facilitator of the group was coming from car to car and telling us where to make sure our directions were good so we could all get to the same place. And as she's walking through, she's got this little thing around her to keep her warm because it was quite chilly and she's just moving and it's her she flows and all this stuff and I said oh my god I would give anything to be like Patty she's just amazing and everybody laughed at me and I said what are you laughing at and they said that is you Mm. I said what do you mean and they said you act just like that when you're doing things and so I realized that I was being myself there because there wasn't a soul there that knew me. So nobody could judge. Um, And that was very eye opening to me that a lot of times I'm um, because there are people who, and this may be a manifesto thing too. I do not know. There are people who think that I'm very reserved or I've even been called a prude at one point Mm -hmm. so far from not being a prude, but anyway. um, And so it's like, am I, because of my human design, am I holding back a lot of things for certain, you, you know what I'm asking? Yeah. I think it comes back to like, as summarized with it, it's the introvert and extrovert side of things. Okay. And because of the, you have a manifestor, but the one three is all about your own personal journey. So it's okay. not externally facing. And so it's a funny combination with the manifestor and the one three, because manifestor is like external, like kind of powerhouse energy and on the other side it's like all about you and your own personal journey with it all so it has this balance of being out there of doing that and people seeing you for that but then also you wanting some alone time and working on yourself and figuring out what you want to do in your life rather than seeing and thinking about the bigger picture like this bigger picture in a way of like seeing general trends and everything but you're also probably really focused on your own personal journey too Yeah, that just makes me feel so much better. I'm telling you, because it's like sometimes I feel like um, I should be pushing myself for something because, you know, I have these goals that I want to reach. And Mm -hmm. then there's sometimes that I I want to just walk away from them and say, okay, I don't want to do this right now. I want to do this. And so that kind of feels like that's part of my design, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. So manifestors specifically too, hopping from one thing to another is yeah. uh, very big. Yeah. Consistent energy is not present because you don't have a single center defined. So that's the manifesting generators. That's the generators that can keep on doing the same thing more and more each day. But as manifestors, um, you're probably very similar to me where you have a project, you have a goal and you're like, do it solidly for a little bit. And then you're like, ah, next shiny thing. Let's yes, work on yes, that. Yes, yes, Squirrel. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've had to put the reins on me lately because it's like I, I I sign up for so many things all the time because I'm so intrigued. Ooh, that sounds good. And then I end up like right now I've got three things going at the same time, but I don't want to walk away from them because I committed when I signed up, you know? Um, and so it's like uh I, I mean, it's kind of pulling me in a lot of different ways. And part of me wants to let one of them go, but it's like, but I signed up. Uh-huh. I've got to finish. Yeah. Um, why do you feel like you got to finish? Because I signed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it makes them think I'm a flake or something. If I bow out, I don't know. Yeah. That might be interesting to dive into a little bit more because mm-hmm. as a manifestor, you don't have the consistent energy. And so knowing that for yourself, signing up for longer term programs, year long, nine months, six months, might even be pushing it too. Those are going to be harder for you to manage, to keep that interest, to learn and to grow and to do it in ways that feel good to you. So shorter containers are actually better for you to be okay. able to get in and come step out and be able to use what you want from it. Use that three line of the trail and error to figure out what you want to take and what you want to leave behind with it all too. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is already making so much more sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. And you mentioned that splenic side too. So I think this might be a good time to talk about that too, the splenic okay. authority. So the splenic authority is based all on fear and protection for you. And it's a bodily sense of, what's right for you and what's wrong. And so you even saying like, I don't kind of want to leave this program. just want to be done with it. Checking in with your body to see how your body feels can be super helpful for this. And the splenic response, unfortunately, doesn't stay for very long. So it'll be kind of like an instant hit and then go away. And so, so explain no, that because I don't understand what that means. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you a question. Uh, do you want to stay in that program? Well, I'm kind of, I'm getting benefit from it. Uh-huh. So okay, though, because I want you okay. to check out your body. How okay. does your body feel with it? Well, I know I'm not answering the question, but if I didn't have these other things going, I'd be more than happy to be in that program. Okay. You know, yeah. I like uh-huh. the program. It's just right now I'm feeling pulled in a lot of different directions. So I'm not always getting everything done in each one of these things. Um, And then I'm starting to create my own programs that I'm about to get into. So I'm figuring, well, hopefully it'll be finished by the time I get to that. Um, Am I answering the question? Uh, You will once I wrap it around. So (laughs) Splenic is also based on fear. Okay. So the fear that you're feeling of the like icky, like icky, that's too much. It's everywhere coming from everything. That is a no for splenic authorities. So when you're feeling that fear, icky, like scared associated with it, that's a no. On the other hand, yeses are kind of not excited, but like scared because you're so excited and you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to put it all together? That's a yes for you. Okay. All right. Well, I, 
I will say that I enjoy the hell out of the class when I'm in the class. Yeah. Um, and then when I look at the list of the tasks for the week, I'm, I'm good with those, but I'm having a real hard time with the meditations that they provide. Yeah. Um, it's like, it, it, for whatever reason, it is not vibing with me. That's the only mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, but then we have these um, accountability calls that we have with one of the people in the group. And every week, those calls have been worth all the effort that I've put into it. Yeah. So you get to pick and choose what works for you. You know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's part of the, um, the trial and error thing. And the the one three. So the one okay. three, one is the investigator. So you're learning. The initial part is like going in there and learning what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And the three is kind of like that too, but like figuring what's not working for you and being able to learn from that. So you've been in the program long enough. You know what's been working. You know what's not. And so now you get to take that just like a bigger step back and be like, okay, this is what's going on. Now I can take that knowledge and use it for what I need and what I can get out of it too. Right. I think maybe after this call, I'll look at, I'll evaluate things because, and look and see how many classes I have left yeah. and um, see how close I am to victory. And if it's further away than what I'm thinking it is right now, maybe I will bow out, but mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. that feels painful. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, Oh, then this gets into a huge thing with manifestors because our society is built on signing up for something, doing it all the way, like setting a goal and meeting it and moving it all the way through or signing up for a program, getting everything your your money's at worth out of it and being done with it all. And as manifestor, you don't have that consistent energy. We don't. And so that concept, that pressure, the external pressure that we feel as a society, as a woman, as everything around us tells us we have to finish things. We have to start, we have to finish it. But as manifestors, we're not built for that. And so we find so much resistance as we go through it. And so knowing that for ourselves, we can know that there's going to be resistance moving through, pushing through all that. And we can still choose that, or we can decide not worth the pressure and the pain for us. Okay. So with that in mind, if I'm doing programs and everything, they should probably only be 90 days or something like that. Um, so you said you hosting them or both. Um, if I'm taking, um, mm-hmm. if I'm hosting, I'm probably going to be doing, well, I don't know. I've done a year long program with people, but I will say that sometimes felt daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've done six months and I've done three months and I've done like a month. Yep. Um, so are you saying that if I'm facilitating that I should keep it into the shorter end as well? You can, but allowing the bigger thing is allowing flexibility for yourself. So if you get three months in and you're like, we're going to pivot and we're going to pivot all the way over here and who's on board, let's go. And who's not go ahead and drop off. And allowing yourself permission to that is allow you to have a lot more fun and provide a lot more to the people that you're working with too. Okay. Does that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. Because I'm guessing you do have these ideas where you like I do. Spin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then signing up for programs, knowing that is super helpful. And with your one line, you like inhale information probably like you go into a topic and you want to know everything right now with it all. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, if it moves too slow, I get 
uh, I want to skip all the way to the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for that, knowing that pre-recorded things or pre like books, I love books for that reason, because I can just inhale them, be done, like watch it, whatever my schedule mm-hmm. uh, videos are good for that to pre-recorded things are good for that live things can be harder as you probably have understood because you have to go with their set schedule and you're just like, give me all of it. Yes. Or, I know this part. On. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So we're pre-recorded things are going to be super helpful for you there. Okay, good, good. Luckily I'm, um, I'm in a course right now that's pre-recorded and um, I'm loving it. It's a business one. So I'm mm-hmm. really loving it. Yeah. So you're seeing that for yourself and like, okay, this is works mm-hmm. really well for me. Yeah. You know? And to be honest with you, um, I didn't realize that that was part of my design. Sometimes I guess I start feeling like um, that that's a fault. You know, it's, uh-huh. you, you know, it's like, I remember to go back in time, I went to college and I ended up getting married and I quit college. Then I went to art school. And while I was in art school, my, my son started being sick. And so I ended up having, I decided that I was going to quit art school to um, give him medical care. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, I went to another school and I ended up not finishing. So when I got divorced from my first husband, one of the things he said about me in court was you never finish anything. And I took that forever to me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like I have to finish because that was the thing he said that sounded so derogatory, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it didn't feel good. Still doesn't yeah. feel good. I could tell. Yeah. It's coming yeah. up. Can you own that a little bit, that this yeah. is a special quality of yourself that you start things, you get them going. You like are a master at that. Mm-hmm. And yes, you might drop it. You might move on to something else, but you progress on your own journey along the way. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all the schooling, all the, and so it's fun because with the, with the three lines specifically and the manifester, you are trying so much all the time as a manifester. Like you're like out there, like, see, this was work, this is work, this is work. And with that three, it can be really easy to get hard on yourself because you're seeing everything that doesn't work too. Like a lot of mm-hmm. it doesn't work because you're yeah. trying it all and you're moving really fast because of the manifestor bit. And so know that's going on and providing self-compassion and grace as you're going through that is going to go a long way so that you keep on going and keep on doing the things that really light you up and get you excited. Okay. That makes sense. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting um, that, to not even know anything about human design and look back and realize that a lot of the things you've done your whole life are identical to what it says you would be doing, you know? Um, And I always faulted myself because I lost interest in things so quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, I would just be gung ho. This is what I want. And then after a while, it's like, well, that doesn't feel good anymore, but I got to keep going and, and finish, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things that comes up with manifestors is urges. And that's kind of what you've talked about, like finding those things that you really like. And so that in human design speak is urges, like feeling those urges and seeing what you want to do. And those urges are those inclinations, those signs along your path. 
I mentioned with the one three, it's like your own personal journey that you're kind of going through and progressing as you go through your life. And so with that, those urges help to guide you on that personal journey. And yes, it might be knowing that you can't like finish something. You're just like, oh my goodness, like, why can't I just get this done? Like, just let me do this. <laughs> but that's not kind of what you're made for. You're supposed to like sample those different things, see what works for you and then move on. This makes you a really good teacher though, because you know what works for you, but you also can see what could work for other people too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I do this with shows too. My sister, I would love to see what she is, but she starts a series and she watches it till the end. And she'll say something about I'm on the fifth or sixth season of this. And I'll say, well, I watched one season and then I was done. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was really good, but I lost interest. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's just me uh, Mm -hmm. because I always wondered how does she watch all of those things that whole way through. And sometimes I'll try and then I might come back and watch it again. And I can go to the second season after a long period of time away. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad that you've given yourself permission to do that, to like yeah. move on and come back to it all too. <laughs> I've recently done that for myself with books because uh-huh. I like finished a book all the way, but I, read oh, I have a, I have so many halfway done books and they're, right. they're marked where I finished, you know, yeah. and then every now and then I'll pick it up and say, okay, I'll go ahead and keep reading a little bit more. But it's like, it, I feel, it almost feels like there's all this information that you can absorb and then when you start reading it, you're absorbing everything, even if you haven't read it. That's yeah. kind of how it feels to me. And mm-hmm. so it feels like, well, I'm finished absorbing this right now. I'll put this over here and then I'll get this one. Um, yeah. And one of my the, the things that I do all the time that I think, oh, why do you do that? Anybody mentions a book or something to me, it's like, oh, I got to check that out. And I'll look it up. And if it sounds really good, I'll order it. Even though I've got a dozen books over there that I have not opened yet. You know, I've got a, two stacks in my bedroom right now of books that are to get to. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, why do I keep doing this? But yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's um, interesting with that point because you have this excited, like, side of things that you kind of will purchase those things and then they Mm -hmm. might sit for a little bit and I'm guessing at some points you'll see it and be like oh that seems like a good time for it they'll come different times in your life where you're like oh yeah this is is the right time for it I'll come back to it what tends to happen is I'll be on a call and somebody will mention a book and I think that sounds familiar and I'll find it on my shelf well I own that one I'll go ahead and read it right there you go you already (laughs) have it next step for yourself yeah Yeah. yes I do that a lot (laughs) (laughs) love it um so with the manifestor side we haven't talked yet about the informing situation with it all and what that can look like so informing for manifestors is telling people what you're doing before you do it because as a manifestor you move fast from idea to making it happen and so the more you can communicate and tell people what you have going on. So this could be with your audience with coaching. This could be with your partners, with friends, with family, with anyone that can really help to decrease the mismatched paths of communication with it all. So everyone's okay. on the same page. Does that okay. make sense? That makes sense. Um, And like I had mentioned to you that I'm working on a course right now and I've got all my sticky notes. And that's one of the things that I have the hardest time doing is filling in the gaps. I can say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. But then writing out all the little nuances in between sometimes get like 
I feel like I almost intuitively do some of that stuff. So writing it out feels like, I don't know, is that what I'll do at that time? That's kind of where I get. Yes. Okay, cool. That is amazing. And if you tell your audience that they're whoever's in the class or program with you, that this is how you work, that will help them to understand okay. like, okay, I don't have to like know all the details. They're just going to be filled in. And these are the general topics. And then we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I find this a lot like, so with the, the informing bit of it. So if you're not informing a lot, what you're going to face is anger. And this anger can look like typical anger of like all the different things or withdrawal and sadness. Okay. So do you feel a little or a lot of those two? Tell me what they are again. So either anger, typical anger, getting mad and angry at people or withdrawal and sadness. Um, I don't tend to get angry very often, but I do kind of withdraw a little bit. It's like, you know, I, I just kind of step away. Yeah. Okay. So that you can see is probably an indication that you can tell the people around you, the ones that you're kind of withdrawing from what you have in mind, what you were thinking. There's probably a miss an, an opportunity to, to communicate that wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I will say, um, the one person that I dated years ago, um, he and I got to this, um, this place where I learned instead of when some, when he would say what's wrong, I'd say nothing because it was like, I didn't know how to articulate it. Yeah. So to me, it was easier to say nothing than to say something wrong. Mm-hmm. So finally I learned to say, there is something bothering me right now, but as soon as I figure out how to tell you, mm-hmm. then I'll tell you. But mm-hmm. Until him and we worked this out together. um, That was my my go-to was nothing. Nothing's Mm -hmm. bothering me when obviously you could tell there was, but it was like, I just didn't. And it wasn't, I was trying to be rude or anything like that and not tell them. It's like, I've, my thing is I don't like to be misunderstood. So I like to make sure that I'm articulate in what I say so that what I say is actually lands. And I know that's not always possible. So it's like I go through in my mind and work through all the all the nuances of how do I explain this before I do. Yes, that is perfect. That is the informing side of it. So the opposite of the informing and like not doing it is a misunderstanding of people not being on the same page with you. Okay. So you're already doing a bit of that. Yeah. I didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seeing that clue and the indication that the withdrawal is a sign that you can communicate more differently, whatever that can help you to see like, okay, that's what that's showing me that I can just kind of tell them what's going on or, um, next time this happens that I can be more communicated with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What new programs do you have? Are you willing to talk about or that you have going on now? We can dive into um, well, I've got, um, are you talking about the ones that I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. that You're I'm creating? I'm creating yes, for, exactly. okay. um, well, I actually have one of them is called body beautiful and mm-hmm. it is for women who are, um, unhappy with their bodies. And, you know, that can be people that are exceptionally thin. That can be people that are exceptionally fat and all the way in between. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, going in and finding out what is creating this angst in them about their bodies. And we're going to study a little bit about 
um, the bodies over time. Um, like in the back in the 1600s, the voluptuous woman was the thing you wanted to be. And then that's changed and why it's changed. And um, because I'll just add this real quick. One of the most amazing things to me is I think it was in that. I can't remember if it was 1800s or 1700s, but till then women always had their clothes made so that they were made for their bodies. And then designers started coming in and they created clothes and women started trying to make their bodies fit into these clothes. Uh, and it was a very different dynamic. And that to me is mind blowing. Um, but we'll be talking about a lot of those kinds of things and how no matter what size you are, now it has nothing to do with health because you can be thin and unhealthy and you can be heavy and healthy. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a personal thing that we can talk about, but it's more about um, getting to a place where you can be perfectly happy and confident where you are. Yes. I love that. And I want to pull out some points from your human design so you can see them in action with it all. Okay. So that mission, that changing our perception of society, of how we see bodies totally manifest your side. So okay. nice work there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the history of the bodies. You got really excited about that. And that's yes. your one line coming through because that's all the knowledge that you've had and saved for it all that you then you be able to get share with everyone else too. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Very good. And do you want to hear about another one? I think going into how you're structuring it might be helpful and insightful. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you want to know? Yeah. So weekly calls, trainings, um, on demand, what are you going to do? Um, well, I'm still on the fence a little bit about, about that. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to do, um, one-on-one -on -one calls and part of me wants to do just a group call mm -hmm. and, um, have meetings like once a week with some, um, interaction in during the week, like in a, in a group or on a call, that kind of thing. Mm hmm. Okay. So playing with the group and the one on one. Mm hmm. What do you like better? Well, I've done a lot of one on ones. I haven't done as much groups. Yeah. So I really want to experience the group setting because I've enjoyed some of the group things that I've been in because you know, you can kind of connect with these other people and you get the energy of them and everybody can talk about how things are going with them. As long as it's an active group, you know, I enjoy that. So I thought that might be fun to be interacting with more than one person and maybe do a one-on-one -on -one call occasionally with each person, depending on how big the group is. Mm -hmm. But I would still want to keep the group kind of small, especially to start with. So that it's more personal because I like the personal, even though we're not in person, I like it's more personal if there's, you know, everybody can be on the screen at the same time. Totally. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And uh, so it's a funny balance between your one, three again, and the manifestor, because one, three, as I mentioned, is all about that personal journey. And so that's kind of pushes more towards one-on-one -on -one and like sharing your experience and, and what you've gone through. And so have, like if you can, if you want to, if you're comfortable with it, share your own journey, share your own experiences with it all. Cause that's really going to help other people too, especially with that three line. Cause you tried so much, so many different yes. things. <laughs> <laughs> and then the manifestor side, like that kind of tends oftentimes to more group things. And so I love that balance of playing around with both of them to see what kind of things that you like with it all too. And small groups, as you mentioned, are probably going to be more helpful because of the one, three, that personal journey. So you bigger groups, 
it can work, but it's probably going to drain your energy a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I can say, um, I've gone to gatherings before, um, whether they're at a church or whether they're, you know, whatever they may be. And if it's a huge crowd, I feel lost. I feel no connection at all. And so I always look to find the little group in the big group that I can connect with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited about this. Body beautiful. Body beautiful program. Mm -hmm. Because yes, it's needed. Yes, people. Yes. And your experience with it all and your knowledge of it all is going to go a long way for the people that you help too. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's, and it's funny, and this may be, it's probably part of my design too, that I don't even know anything about, but, you know, I started off this journey as a health coach and I don't like, I like being a health coach, but I don't like to promote weight loss Yeah, because I get people that um, want to lose weight for an event. They Mm -hmm. want, they want like a quick fix for something, not the long-term thing. And then my weight has been something that I've worked on my entire life. I mean, at one point I was 75 pounds overweight and I had, you know, a really tough time with getting my weight down and it was going back up and going down and going back up. It was that yo-yo thing. And so I'm definitely not perfect now. I've, I've probably got about 15 more pounds on me than I would really like right now, but it's like saying that's okay. You know, as long as I'm healthy and all, if I, if I move myself more then it'll probably just naturally come off and I'm not going to stress over it. And, you know, and it's, um, that's why I, it's the body beautiful and not let's get fit kind right. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a, yeah, there's a lot in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, some other things I want to touch on with okay. all of this uh, the manifestor side is it's funny because I mentioned like sharing your story, sharing your journey with it all is super helpful. But as a manifestor, it can be hard for others to really know you. Okay. And it's very funny because I see you on social media, I see you out in the world, even on this podcast, like you share your journey, your, your experience, but knowing you on a personal level, there's this almost wall in a way that can be put up as a manifest or kind of protecting yourself, especially with the one three with it all too. So it it's funny because you're out there, you're expressing things, you're doing things, but people really knowing who you are at the core can be hard. What are your okay. thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I know there are times that I want to act a certain way and I don't, Mm -hmm. I pull back a little bit and I don't know if it's fear of someone ridiculing or judging or what it is. I don't know, because I can be my worst critic. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess that is true, but that's one of the things, the reason I started the podcast and all this stuff was to be able to be okay with getting out there more. And because yeah. I've shared a lot more of my stories with people that I've interviewed and, you know, that I've done a little bit on my own um, than I ever did. And part of it was, and I'll be honest, part of it is I've always thought Um, I guess, since I got into the coaching business, that if I tell a story, it's got to connect back to something that I'm trying to tell them, you know, 
And sometimes a story is just a damn story, mm-hmm. you know? And so then I'll feel kind of awkward. Well, if I tell this story, how does that help them? Yeah. If, if it's not going to lead them to something. And yeah. so then I'll hold back on that too. Mm-hmm. Touching on stories real fast with it all, mm-hmm. because of your three line, you're trying things, you're seeing what works, you're seeing what doesn't work. And so tying it back to something like your mind might not see that it's tying back to something, but it's providing those people the opportunity to see what you've tried, see what worked for you, what didn't, and seeing you taking those actions and doing that and getting out there and doing things. One of the things that I see as a manifester that people see in the like me and they're like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Like, you're on to this thing, next thing, you're trying this thing, like you're doing the next things with it all. And that can be a real motivator for other people to see like, oh, she's doing all these things and like how you're doing it can be really helpful for other people too. So yes, share the stories. They're helpful. Okay. And I hear from almost everybody I know, it's like, you stay too busy. You Mm -hmm. do too much. Do you ever Mm -hmm. relax? Well, yeah, I do. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes I feel guilty if I sit down and take too much time, you know? Cause I feel like I'm supposed to be doing these things that, because I've got this book that I'm wanting to read, I've got this that I'm wanting to do. And if I just sit down and do nothing, then it's like, I'm almost like I'm failing on getting these things accomplished. Totally. Yeah. That is our capitalist society, our generator manifesting generator world coming into effect and screwing all of us reflectors, projectors and manifestors to the core, because that's not how we work. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> relaxing, taking a break, doing things your way, figuring out what that energy is that you can output is huge. And it might be cyclical. It might come up with different things that you're doing. It might be around travel. Understanding how you work and the rest that you need will go a long way so that you do have those spurts of energy. Because as a manifester, it's not like this constant, like, it is like goes and then it's gone. And so giving yourself permission to do that will allow you to feel those goes and bursts a lot more. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, um, my daughter is one of the people that when she wakes up in the morning, you don't even talk to her. Mm -hmm. You don't talk to her. And it takes a while for her to get to the place where you can say good morning and she'll say good morning. You know, other times she'll look at you and, go, mm. and me, I wake up and I'm raring to go from the moment I, I get up and yeah. then I'm doing things, you know, so um, it's, it's a foreign thing to me to not be just, you know, uh-huh. in the morning. Yeah. We're all different in that way. And like mm-hmm. accepting yourself for that, but then also giving them permission to do it their own way too can go a yes. long way. Yes. I've learned. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. Um, because relaxation with projectors, manifestors, and um, reflectors are so big. Let's dive into that a little bit. Okay. More. So you mentioned like that time for relax for you. Like it's hard because you have so much on your mind that you could be doing, or you feel like you should be doing. Do you, oftentimes, at least for me and some of the people that I work with, it's like you have this energy, it starts to dip and then it's like gone. Is that similar to you? Um. I guess so. Um, I I think I, sometimes I just push through that because, you know, I have, I have a day job and then Mm -hmm. I'm doing all my coaching and stuff in the time that that's not there. And so sometimes I'm not in bed till midnight 
And, you know, and then I get up thinking, well, I got to go do this. And um, so I think that probably is accurate, but I just keep going. Yeah. Because I have an agenda. Right. Yeah. Yes. It might be fun and interesting to play around with. If you threw your agenda out the window for a couple hours, a day, maybe a weekend, maybe what happens and how you can lean into those urges of being like, oh, I want to pick up this book. Oh, I got this new idea for a program. Like all these different things will probably come up for you because there's no time and space for them to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do get a lot of ideas when I go for walks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say, uh, um, I was talking to my business coach the other day and um, he was, it was, we were doing a messaging um, and I asked him a question. He said, well, I'll answer really quick because it's almost 5 PM. And that's when I cut off. What you can cut off at 5 PM. I said, well, maybe one day. I can do that. But right now that feels like so foreign. I don't know what I would do with my time kind of thing. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have hobbies outside of work and your business? I do, but I don't do them that often because I do the work. But I one of my hobbies that I love is the podcasting. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like if I never made a dime from podcasting, I would continue to do it. That's how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. Um and um but um i do art um mm-hmm. i i like going for walks you know just sitting and drawing or but i don't do it that often and like i said i can be my own worst critic and with my art i got to a place a few years ago where i started seeing all these amazing things that some people were doing and i got overly self critical and didn't do it at all but I have pulled it back out and done a little bit but not much it's set up downstairs so that I can I just don't right Mm -hmm. yeah that self-critical bit can come up quite a bit with a three line because you're trying everything you're seeing everyone around you and especially with social media like how much stuff is coming your way how much you're intaking rather than creating yourself and one of the things that I love to do with three lines especially for myself is to see what's working, what's not, and what are some things that you can change. And those three questions can go a long way to be able to see what's actually working, first of all, and what are those opportunities for shifting and changing. Working in what way? mm, Let's see here. What did I do yesterday? I did one yesterday. Because see, it feels like all of it's working. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's all working. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, but, but I'm still not taking time for doing art or mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, and I can say in the past week, I haven't even been walking. Cause I had a, I went on for a very, very long walk. Then I mm-hmm. should have walked. And when I came back, I didn't stretch. And okay. so then I was having a problem with my hips. So it was like, okay, I'm going to not do the walk. So I haven't walked in about a week. Um, uh-huh. My hips feeling better. So um, my goal is to go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still tend to be focused on getting these things done, the, the, the program. And like, as I'm creating this program, I'm watching another thing to try to decide if, if I'm formulating it right. And, um, you know, yeah. Okay. 
So sounds like what you're saying is you have a lot of time for some of your hobbies that you're doing, but you have, you're getting your program together. You have this focus, you have this energy to do so. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's totally fine. Okay. We have like phases in our life where we're more focused on like yeah. work and some side projects or one thing or another. And other times we're like, yeah, I'm just going to lay on the beach and do absolutely nothing. And that's totally okay. Yeah. It's been forever since I've let myself do that. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to share with you, one of the things that I tell my clients all the time, when you are mentioning the time thing, <clears throat> sorry, is that, um, time is an illusion, right? And so I started telling my clients, the ones who I knew wouldn't get offended with the statement, but I would say, remember time is your bitch. Mm-hmm. And so I had my daughter create these, um, stickers for me. Yeah. Nice. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So I have one on my car. I have one on my laptop. I have a little, um, a little store that they are in for anybody that wants to buy any. And then Mm -hmm. my clients, I'll give them some and, you know, but that is, uh, I know that. Um, And then there's times I still say, you know, I don't have time for that. Right. Yes. Our mind plays wonderful tricks on us. And um, talking about that always brings it up and they're like, oh yeah, I do say that. And I can't come back to that. And that's That's okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've kind of covered in life and what's going on. The manifestor, the one, three, the splenic. Do you have questions on those right now? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about, let's check in with them one-on-one with the manifestor bit. How do you feel about you being a manifestor? I'm good with that. Cause I can, I can definitely see that in me that I didn't understand before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I like think- I had told you, I sometimes feel like I'm an introvert extrovert. Um, mm-hmm. when, and I always thought that that was what it was, but realizing it is the different parts of my human design makes it seem, I don't know, so much better. I don't know what that is. <laughs> right yeah understanding it on the level of actually what's going on and what's creating these behaviors and habits that you have for yourself and how you work well is really mm, like how you to own who you are yeah, rather it almost gives you permission to that you know I'm mm-hmm. not really an introvert I'm just what did you say it was I'm a is it the three or the one or something one three yeah the one three um mm-hmm. that it's just my one three coming out and that's okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right yeah totally okay <laughs> <laughs> okay, talking about the one three. How are you okay. feeling about that? Um, I'm I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. I really am. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. So I can recognize the things that are in my environment that I've created. A lot of it comes from that. Mm-hmm. Right. And bringing that down a little bit further for you. So as I mentioned, the one is an investigator of like learning and, and, t- and taking information. The three is a trial and error. So it can be fun with these two because they're almost on different sides. One's like learning and one is doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can come into a situation where you're learning, 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 and not ready to do. Right. And so sometimes you'll need to push yourself to do, or you might be doing, 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 and like wondering why results aren't coming and you have to go back to learning. So if you find yourself leaning one way or the other, using the other side can be helpful too. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the learning too can come in the form of bringing on podcast guests too, and having them bring information too. 
And this can also be helpful for like learning about your programs if how you want to structure them or other things too. So bringing on business coaches or people who've done similar programs could be helpful too. Okay, that's a good idea. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. You're welcome. And the last little bit is the splenic. How are you feeling about the splenic authority? I don't know how I'm feeling about that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit more. It's, it's a, the authority is funny because we're told throughout our whole lives, like for, to make decisions, make, you know, all the positives, all the negatives and see it and see which decision you want to make. But human design teaches a different way where it's based on your authority and how you go about your life. And so kind of pulling back again, the splenic is based off of safety for your body or who you are. And so the yeses and nos will show up either as excited and maybe a little bit fearful of that excitement of like, what could happen? What could you do? Maybe afraid of the, the success that you could have. And the nos come through as being scared. Like, I don't want to do this. There's no way. There's too much with it all, too much external pressure. And you yeah. mentioned the example of the program. So there's other things in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something <laughs> that has to be played with. So I, yeah. my emotional authority, I've had to play with that one a lot because it's not instantaneous. I don't know in the moment. And so you have to like play over time with it too. Okay. The splenic is nice in one way because instantaneously you can know. And so what you can do to play with this is to see what happens when you listen to that and see what happens when you go opposing to it and then how you feel on the other side. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Do you have some open decisions now? Well, other than that um, program, I think that's all because um, well, like I said, I've got, I've got two programs and both of them are free programs. So it's not like I paid to get into them or anything. So I'm not losing any money, but I also have in me the fear of missing out yeah. the, so it's, well, if I don't finish this program, what kind of amazing things would have come at the end that I would have missed out on? I kind of right. get that feel too. Uh -huh. Um, and when I, one of them that I signed up for, I signed up for it a long time ago. And so I didn't even know they sent me an email that I'd been approved for this, this program. And it was like, holy shit, it's at the same time that this other one's going on, but I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I tend to get too involved in those things. But I I will say I have even when I've been getting emails in the last week of all these amazing programs that are available, do this workshop, do this. And it just sounds amazing. I've been saying no and walking away because I've got too much going on. And so my goal is, I think, um, my goal is to finish these two programs. Um, one of them is only, I think only has three classes left and the other one might have five. I don't even remember. Um, mm -hmm. But once those are finished to just focus on my coaching and my podcast and feeling like I know enough um, that I don't have to do that. Yes. That is that balance between the one and the three line that we just talked about of like okay. doing all this learning and then doing all this doing to be able to put it into action too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I will say a lot of times I end up learning, 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 and 
And then I feel like, well, I still don't know enough. And then I go to learn some more. That's why I have five certifications in hypnosis, you know? Uh (laughs) So knowing that's a natural tendency for yourself, you can be like, okay, like my natural tendency is to learn more. So do I really need to do it instead of doing, let's do some doing now. Yeah. And you can only, you won't know what you're missing until you start because of that trial and error process, actually starting whatever it is and getting that feedback of what you need can be super helpful. So it's kind of this back and forth of learning, then trying, then learning, then trying, learning, trying back and forth is probably the best way to do it if you can. Okay. So uh, with knowing me, and my human design and everything, is there something in particular that you could tell me that would be helpful as I'm going forward? We've talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, I like things. The biggest thing that I'll probably say to you as well as everyone else is a permission to do it your way to be able to sink into you are on the right path nothing is wrong you're doing it your way and that's the way it should be everyone else can go screw themselves because that's what works for them but not for you yeah perfect perfect because I will say that to me um you know just like most people we play the comparison game right um and I had mentioned to you about this other person that was putting in, you know, putting the advertisements out for her podcast and everything. And, and then I didn't even recognize that the reason I did mine the way I did was because of my human design. And so it kind of knowing that and knowing the different nuances that you just explained so eloquently, um, I feel that now, when I feel this natural tendency to do things a certain way, I can say, hey, that's my that's my human design in line right there. And it's working perfectly instead of saying, well, they're doing it differently. And maybe I need to pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Right. That is so huge. Like your your gut feeling, your gut tendencies, your urges, as we talked about as a manifester are going to be so much more in line than what other people are doing and following their formula. And so trusting yeah. that because especially with a one, three, you've learned so much throughout your experience that you pull different things. You've tried different things. So you pull mm-hmm. that different thing. And so, you know, all of this internally, but knowledge base, you're like, Oh, but like, I got to try this. I got to try that still, but you have all this wealth of information and those urges are coming out to show you this is how you do it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I have found, whether I'm doing a podcast or I'm coaching or whatever, I can pull these bits of knowledge from all kinds of places. I may not even remember where they came from. And I'll mm-hmm. say, well, I know I read this in a book and I couldn't tell you what this book is, but mm-hmm. let me tell you what it said. <laughs> I am the same way. Like yeah. providing names of books and authors. I'm like, nope, don't have that. Nope, nope. Yeah, yeah. But I know this is a fact and because I read it somewhere. Exactly. Uh, Well, this has definitely been amazing. I appreciate you so much um, because when we've talked before, you were exceptionally helpful. And this time we've taken it even deeper and I'm feeling so grateful. And um, so maybe just share with everybody how they would be able to reach out to you. And I will um, 
um, in the comments and everything, I will put links for you and, and all that stuff um, that I can share. So, but just go ahead and tell them. And because one of the things I asked him when we, before we started was, I've got this amazing reading from you today. And I wanted to know what it looks like as far as the, um, the time and the financial commitment to go further. So make sure you put that in there as well so that I will not only remember, but they will see how there's, this is not the end. This is just the, you know, making you understand what you're doing and then you can dive in. And just a quick thing, let me just ask you, and this may be something you can or cannot answer. I have no idea. So when you dive further, what is the benefit of this diving further? Does it, what does it help you with? Yeah. So this is very, I don't want to say surface level, but it's not because it provides so much benefit, that confidence in yourself and how you work. Each layer you dive deeper, the more understanding, the more clarity, the more resolve you have in who you are, how you work and what you can do to move your results forward faster. Like instead of hitting your head against the wall over and over again, figuring out what works for you, trying every other recipe that people have out there, you're, you're seeing how you work you know, from your past experience, what you've been learned and you put it all together and you're like, Oh, this is the step forward for me. This is how I put all the pieces together to be able to get what I want. This is kind of the formula of how I work. And so each layer is that deepening into how you are work and stripping away all the external pressure of how you're supposed to work, which is shit. Yeah. So if I'm understanding correctly, um, what it is, is that it kind of helps you to learn how to utilize your strengths so that you can be more of who you are or want to be without the restrictions of the the things that don't work as well. Yes. Is that yeah. right? I'll say it in another way. Kind of okay. similar to how you say it in another you're relying way. on those strengths. You're like knowing and understanding those strengths and how you work. What that builds is confidence in your programs and your offerings and your business and your family and your relationships where you can go up to someone, have a conversation and walk away being like, yeah, I got this. I know what I'm doing and do that with everyone. That kind of is what human design can allow you and seeing where those weaknesses are within yourself and what those tend natural tendencies are. Like you mentioned, like learning a lot and seeing like, oh yeah, that's a natural tendency for me. This is where it comes from. And this is what I can do to combat it. That resolve on the other side of like, oh, this is what's going on. What can I do to help myself come to the other side too? Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So coming back to yes. offer, how you can work with me yes. deeper. Yeah. Yes, I would love to dive into anyone and everyone's human design because it's fun. It's exciting. It it teaches you how you work on that deeper level. And how I have it broken down is doing an introductory session. So you can get a taste, a feel for what all this is, similar to what we've done with Vicky today, where we talk about your type, your authority, as well as your profile. And that will run you $99 to get you a taste, feel, see if you like working with me, see how we connect see what information you gather. And if you want to go deeper, I do offer month to month to kind of go deeper to be able to see what this can provide you for on that deeper level, that confidence, that building, everything else to be able to help you really understand who you are and how you work. All right. 
Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here because this has definitely been uh, very eye-opening for me. Um, I knew just enough to not know anything, you know? Right. <laughs> Fun stage to be at. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you and thank all my listeners, my viewers for being here and um and participating in some way by um, by just watching and learning, and definitely reach out to Mikkel to um, to get that um, ninety nine dollar special because um, you'll be blown away with how it feels inside to have that clarity of why you do the things you do and how it's okay, right? I think that's the big thing for me. It's like when you know it's not just because you're lazy over here or you're, you know, you're a workaholic or whatever your your thing that people tell you is, that it's not that. It's that it's your human design and the way your body and your mind and your soul are made. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Vicki. Well, thank you. And um, for just a reminder for everybody to like, share, do all the diddly things that you do on the podcast. And then I'll be sharing this on my YouTube as well. So YouTubers, make sure that you like and subscribe and share and everything. And any questions that anybody has, make sure you put something in the comments. Um, and then we will both be able to go back and look at those and hopefully give you some insights and answers. All right. Thank you.